Welcome to today's podcast from Coastline Calvary Chapel in Gulf Breeze, Florida. We hope this message encourages you and brings light into your life. Uh, A man was walking down a city street with his head down. He was kind of discouraged, bummed out. He'd had a bad day. He was thinking about things that had happened emotionally and physically and financially. He, he was just depressed, kind of worried about life. And as he walked along, he, he stopped and he looked up and he was staring into a window of a funeral home. And he read a sign that was in there and kind of brought a smile to his face. The sign read like this, why walk around half dead? We can bury you today for $599.99. We're accepting new clients. He kind of laughed and it was humorous, but the sign has a message that's kind of true. We walk around sometimes half dead, sort of bummed out, head down, feeling sorry for ourselves. I mean, times like now with this virus, when everything's closed, when we're isolated, when business are shut down, and this, this crazy sense of restlessness that everyone has. A lot of us, and one way maybe to look at this situation, is a lot of us complain about the traffic on Highway 98. Well, it's, it's not too bad right now. Beach traffic in Gulf Breeze is way down. And in fact, right now, the beach is not crowded at all. We can find ourselves, if not careful, worried, fearful, and fear has a way of building mountains that, well, that aren't real. King David felt this way at times. And today we're going to take a look at Psalm 42 and 43. In fact, most scholars believe at one time that those two books, 42 and 43, were those two chapters anyway, were were just one, and later they were divided. David, in this psalm, is going through some difficult times. There's a continuous refrain, however, that goes throughout these two chapters. And and I'll read the first one for you. It's in chapter 42, verse 5, and it goes like this. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. This is a refrain that that you hear in verse 5, verse 11, and on in chapter 43 and verse 5 again. These are times of discouragement, times of difficulty for David. And our nation is going through a time of difficulty, a time of discouragement. Our own city, the places we all live. People are frustrated, they're fearful, they're anxious. You can't go to restaurants, you can't go to the beach. There's, there's no big family events, sports and entertainment, all canceled. And people are, are stir crazy. They're tired of working around the house. You know, I don't want to clean the grout in the kitchen. I, I don't want to organize the garage again. I, I don't want to wash the cars over and over. Th- this is our our fifth weekend of being unable to gather together and worship together. And, you know, one day we'll get back together. And and people, well, they have a lot of fears. 
now they fear a second wave of the virus that might come up or are canceling the safe distancing too soon. Fear is a crazy, sometimes illogical thing. It's like the guy who told the story about his grandmother. He said, my grandmother grew up in the time of horses and carriages and buggy rides. And when the car came on the scene, she would never ride in a car. She was too fearful of it. She said, I will never, ever get into one of those contraptions. And he said, well, I, I rode a car when they came out. My, my, my mom had one and I rode it. And he said, but I, I was always afraid to fly. I never flew in a plane. He said, but my son flew in a plane, and it, yet it was a prop plane with the propellers. He, he didn't want to get in a jet. He felt like those weren't safe. But his daughter flew in a jet, but his daughter was afraid of riding a horse, especially a carriage that was drawn by a horse. So, so fear can be this irrational, nutty thing, but it's a real thing of life, and people go through it. And we're, we're, we're prone to all kinds of peaks and valleys and, and fears, and it's part of life. And it's not so much the, the virus, the isolation, the discouragement, as it is, and please listen to this, it's our response to it. How do we respond? How do we walk through it without getting real fearful or, or stuck in it? Because we all have times of discouragement. We all have problems. And we all have fears. David certainly did, but he didn't get stuck there. And so maybe you think, well, how do, you, how do you not get stuck there? How do you keep moving forward? How do you get, so to speak, you know, back in the sunshine, back out in the daylight? Well, listen to David in Psalm 42. I'll read verses 1 and 2. He starts like this. As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? There's a longing. There, there's a passion in the midst of the struggle, an intense thirst in David's heart to be refreshed again, to be restored. He, he kind of likens it to having a cool drink of water. David says, I long to be refreshed by you, Lord like a deer that, that pants for the water. When shall I be back in your presence, back in your favor, uh, sense your touch, your joy in my life? And there are times when, you know, God seems far away, like he has socially distanced himself from us. David doesn't give up. He's looking for refreshing from God. He's longing for it. He's thirsting for it. And he goes on in this psalm and he says, My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? He's been hassled by, by those who say, Well, where's God in the midst of this? He says, I'm sorrowful, I'm upset. It seems like this is going on night and day, like there's no end to it. That was David's frustration. And then he responds to that here in the psalm in verse 4 when he says, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me, for I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept the pilgrim feast. 
He says, I remembered. He said, I remembered times of fellowship. I remembered times of blessing and joy and praise and going to the temple. And I want to encourage you when, when bummed out or when discouraged or down, it's always good to remember the things God has done in the past, the good things God has done in your life. See, a lot of people mark life by tragedies or difficulties or bad things that happen to them. Like they date everything by, you know, something that, well, that, that was bad. You know, well, June, I remember, never forget the month of June. That's when I had my, my surgery. Or yeah, April 22nd, that day sticks in my, that's the day I was fired. Or, or that week our dog died or whatever it might be. But David says, I remember, doesn't talk about when Saul threw the spear at him or when Absalom tried to steal the throne from him. He says, I remember going to worship. I remember being full of joy and excitement and filled with praise with all the others as we went up to the temple to feast. I remember when God caused my heart to rejoice and to worship. And he says, and I long, I, I thirst for that. Listen, in times, well, in times like this that we're going through right now, where it's difficult, where it's uncertain, and I wish we could just, you know, make it all go away. David remembers all the good that God has done. And I would encourage you to look back on times when God came through, when he met your need, when he answered your prayers. God does provide. I remember when we first started the church and we were meeting in a school down the street from here in Oriole Beach Elementary and they gave us two years only in the school. And we were praying and looking for a piece of property to, to build a church on, to finance it, to get some money. And, and to me, it seemed overwhelming. Lord, how are we going to buy property? How are we going to build a church? How are we going to have a building? In just a two-year time, we, we're starting off with 15 people. And it was an amazing thing to see God add, bring the resources, and then right down the street, this piece of property came available at the perfect time. And before the two years were up, we were in our very first building. And I look back at that, I think, gosh, God, God provided right at the right time. And in fact, when Lynn and I were uh, in the midst of it, we were trying to raise our children. We had one and one on the way, and, and we only had one car at that time. And it was very difficult to, to manage that. She would need the car. I would need the car. I was doing meetings. I was trying to get the church set up. And Lynn was pregnant, had to go to doctor's appointments. And we were just praying, Lord, this isn't working. And I found out that there was this young Navy guy who was being transferred. And he had this little bitty car. It was a French car called uh, Renault. And it was called Le Car. And he was going to sell it. A friend told me about it. I went and saw it, and it was kind of old, gray, little bitty thing. wasn't wasn't much bigger than this pulpit, really. It seemed like. And I asked him how much did he want. He said, "Well, I just want five hundred dollars." And I said, "Really, five hundred dollars?" And um, I said, "Would you take a hundred plus twenty-five dollars a week?" And he, he kind of smiled and he goes, "Yeah, I'll do that." And man, for us, that was a miracle. I had a car. Lynn had a car. And it's good to look back on times when God comes through. 
That, that's what the psalmist, that's what David is saying. He says, I remember times of joy and fulfillment and worship when, when God was there. And he remembers God's goodness. L listen to what he says. He says, why are you cast down, my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. He's speaking to himself. He says, come on, look up. Get over it. God's going to come through. We will always know that God is faithful. And we will always know that we're not going to always be in this situation. Businesses will come back. Restaurants will open. Toilet paper will be plentiful again. And beaches will be open. Maybe, well, well listen, you'll, you'll be back. God has done amazing things if you look back in your life at times, and he has come through. God has his way of taking what seems so bad to us and turning it into something that's so good. He continues here in verse 6, 7, and 8. He says in, in chapter 42, Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you. From the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. And then he says this, deep calls unto deep, all the noise of your waterfalls, all your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of all my life. He, he's, he's contemplating the difficulty he's in. And he says, I remember Mount Hermon. As I went there, he says, listening to the waterfall echo through the canyons. Talking about being in that quiet place and, and listening to the waters and the majesty and the wonder of God's creation. How he says he could, he could hear the water crashing and it was like, like voices in, in, the, in the wilderness. Nature many times does reveal God's power and might. Like, like the moon as it calls the sea to, to bring the tides in and out. You can't, you can't see it doing that, but that's what the moon does. Kind of like the, the sun beating down on a, on a plowed field or a place where seeds have been planted. You can't see what the sun's doing, but it's, it's drying out a seed and the seed cracks. And up from the ground comes a, comes a plant. And David is saying this, that God speaks to him. He says, deep calls to deep, like the waterfall crashes on the rocks. And as the sun and the, and the moon, he says, God calls to my spirit. He calls to my soul. And sometimes it takes difficult times when we have to get quiet or slow down or, or everything stops and we hear his voice. David felt very alone, he felt cast down, and he remembers and he longs for God's voice. And he almost wonders if God's abandoned him. He says, I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy and with a breaking of my bones? Enemies reproach me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? He feels abandoned. 
And maybe a lot of people do during this time. They've, they've lost a job or they're caught in a situation that's very difficult. Uh, you know, the kids are home or whatever it is. And David's crying out. And yet at the same time, he's remembering the goodness of God. You know, one of the worst things in life probably is to feel left out or forgotten. I, I never forget one time I was about eight or ten years old. And I played um, city league football. It might have been 11 or 12. I can't remember. But I played at a certain park. My parents would drop me off. And we would have practice during the week. And then they'd pick me up right about the time it got dark. And so this happened like three days a week we'd have practice. And one day I was there and practice was getting over. And the sun was setting. And the coach was there. And all the parents were coming. And they're picking up their kids. And pretty soon it was just me and the coach standing there waiting. The coach said, well, your parents are going to pick you up? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll be here. He said, well, I, ha I have to go. He said, I can give you a ride home. I go, no, no, no. Uh, either my dad or my mom will pick me up. We lived about 12, 15 blocks away. So he left, and I'm waiting there. It's getting darker and darker. And pretty soon I thought, you know what? They, they forgot. They, they forgot to pick me up. And so I walked home about 12 blocks. And I, and I walked into the house and I, I said, hey, what happened? And my mom looked at me and my dad looked at me and they both realized at the same time they had forgotten. And what a, what a horrible feeling it was for a little kid there at the park feeling like, man, I, I've been forgotten. It's kind of like if you make a, a date with someone to meet them for lunch and you go, you're sitting there waiting and they never show up. They forgot. David, in a much deeper way, in a much more difficult situation, says, God, have you forgotten me? Have you, have you abandoned me? God, God, I'm here, but it seems like you're not. I feel like you have forgotten me. Maybe you feel that way right now during this whole epidemic, this pandemic that that your job's on the line, your situation is difficult, or you're going stir-crazy, you, you can't go about your normal routine, money's tight, you, you feel alone. So verse 11, we hear that refrain again. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. He's trying to encourage himself. He's trying to remind himself that, you know, God's not forgotten, that God is there, even though times are difficult. And David goes on into the next chapter and he says, Vindicate me, O God. Plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Deliver me from deceitfulness and unjust. For you are the God of my strength. You do not cast me off. Do, do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? O send your light and your truth and let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Now, now listen, please tune in. Hear this part. He says, Lord, I need your light and I need your truth. No one can say, you know, hey, my life is always great. That my life is always joyful. That every day is wonderful and, and peaceful and always good. That nothing ever bad happens to me. No one can say that. Nobody lives like that. There's peaks. There's valleys. There's difficult times. 
There's times you feel discouraged. And what we need is what David says here. Lord, send me your light. Send me your truth. The ultimate refuge of any believer, I believe, in times of discouragement is God's word. Go there to drink, to feast, to rejoice, and to remember. David says in in Psalm 42, verse 1, As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for the living God. And and God God creates us in a way that we thirst for truth. We thirst thirst for light. We need to be refreshed by and and open to his word, to to his light, so to speak. And when the truth is obeyed, It becomes a a wonderful light to our path, a lamp to our feet, and it opens up life in a whole different way. And it plants our feet, as it talks about here, on a rock, on solid ground. Remember the faithfulness of God. This is what David is doing in a time of discouragement. Remember God's goodness, that he hasn't abandoned you, that, that God is doing something in the midst of this. And I believe he is. Embrace it. Let your self-think about how he comes through and has come through in your life in so many different ways. Difficult, dark times is a time to quiet, to rest, to get into his word. Listen as David goes on in Psalm 43 and verse 3. He says, send your light, your truth, let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And on the harp I will praise you, O God, my God. And then here's this refrain again as he speaks to himself. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. He reminds himself of God's light, of God's truth, his longing, his thirsting for it. And then he speaks to himself and says, why are you cast down? Hope in God. It's like Ephesians 6, uh, verse 13. We have that amazing verse that says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Having done all you can do, And this is what David is encouraging us to do, to stand upon God's truth, to allow him to give you light to believe and to obey. Listen, God is faithful to you, to me, to America. And God is strengthening us. He's he's testing us in some ways. He's sharpening us and shaping us and and he's sifting us and he always does that in difficult times deep calls to deep that's what David says and in this time let the Lord speak to you let him call to you stand upon his word he's not abandoned you he's are are any of his children He, he never will the scripture says God brings us to this place in this time, in this situation in our country, in our world. Listen to what verse 1 says of Psalm 42. As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. You know, 
it's like God has almost taken everything uh, that, that distracts us away. We, we busy ourselves. But in this situation, like David, allow yourself to thirst for him, to long for him. Rehearse the things that God has done that are faithful in your life, and he'll continue to be faithful. Mark things by what God has done and is going to do. And in this dark time that we're in, so to speak, let your light shine to those around you, those who you rub shoulders with in your neighborhood. As, as David says here, send your light, Lord. Let me put my feet upon the rock and firm foundation of your word. And I believe that as we walk through this, and we will get through it, that we can trust in the faithfulness of God. And this is a time when we as believers can shine very bright and give hope to those around us. Well, let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to just spend some time in your word. There are difficulties all around us, but Lord, in the midst of us, midst of it, give us a, a thirst for you. And as the deer pants for the water brook, let our soul thirst for you. And Lord, I just pray that you'll meet the needs and the difficulties that are going on in so many different lives right now and help us to remember together how amazingly faithful you are as we trust you in this time. Lord, we ask it, we pray it together. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Join us again as we dive into the scripture, going verse by verse here at Coastline Calvary Chapel.